Welcome to the All Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Inman, sitting alongside my co-host, Chris Brito. We thank you all for tuning in. Chris, I'm fired up today for our show because the trade deadline is right around the corner. We'll discuss the deals that have already happened and we'll break down all the crazy rumors swirling around the Knicks and the NBA. But first, Chris, my friend, how are you? Hey, Steve, I'm doing great today. Uh, St. John's just upset number four, Duke. Uh, so we lost all our Big East games, but we, we win the one game that no one thought we were going to win. It's a fair trade. 0-11 <laughs> for Duke. I think it's a fair trade. I'll take it. Um, so back to the NBA. Man, the NBA is crazy, man. Like, I did not expect Blake Griffin to get traded, much less the Detroit Pistons. That's one thing that caught me off guard. I'm really excited about the trade deadline, and obviously we're going to discuss that in a few minutes. Um... So this is one of my favorite times of the year, only because of how unexpected it is and how much drama goes into, like, the trade deadline. Like, even, like, what is it, 3 o'clock deadline, is it? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, but just the fact that there's so many teams that could use a trade right now, it makes me think that that we're only, like, we're only reaching the surface of all the, the possible deals that could possibly happen. Um... So let's kick it off with the, the, the Blake Griffin trade to Detroit Pistons. Um, that caught me by surprise, as I said. Um, Tobias Harris was having a decent year. Avery Bradley was having a down year because he was injured. Uh, and the Clips start their, uh, you know, they're, they're starting up their franchise again. I'm thinking Doc Rivers is not going to last there very long because... The reason why he left Boston, even though he got along with everyone there, was because he didn't want to be part of a rebuilding process. So that's another thing to keep an eye out for. Um, Detroit, on one hand, does look a little bit better with Blake Griffin in that team. They're, they'll, they may end up fifth, sixth. I, I right, think so it's fifth, sixth. Here's the way I see it, Chris. Um, um, the, wait, hold on. Let me just finish my point. Yeah. Um, I think they're a playoff team with Blake. But they'll be a mediocre team that'll never get past the first round. So, like, you ask yourself, what's the point? I mean, we see it through the lens of, like, a championship, right? But I think for a team like Detroit, good enough for them is just making the playoffs. And plus, they have the new arena. They want to sell tickets. I mean, I think it's an oak, it's a good deal for them in that sense. Uh, um yeah, that's what I think so far. What do you think about the deal? I kind of I agree with your first point, which is the cl- the Pistons are now a playoff team. They're a game out right now. Uh, Blake looked fantastic in his Piston debut. He had he had twenty four and ten. Him and Drummond look good. But I'll tell you, Chris, what's the point of getting to a first round? Who cares? You well, know, I mean, yeah, you could sell tickets and all that, but now with Blake Griffin's giant contract on their books, with Drummond's contract and Reggie Jackson, that is now your core. That is now your team. So unless you're drafting somebody. Who's going to become a star at you know with the twentieth pick? Then this is your team going forward. Just like we talked about with the Hawks for a few years and how the how the Wizards are now, you're you're boxed in. So I don't really understand this for, from their perspective because I don't really see him being you know the difference maker into a championship. I see him being a difference maker in terms of them being on the outside looking into like you said a five, six, seven seed. But I don't know if that's worth it for a team with title aspirations at some point. Well, I don't I don't see this team as a championship contender, as you said. But I do think their concept is pretty interesting. 
it was this, it was the same one that they were they were comp, they were doing in in New Orleans that, that had Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins, two very talented big men. Um, this is kind of like their version of it, but like to me, this is like New Orleans light. Um, this I, looks I, like the clip. This looks like Lob City Midwest to me, which is you have you have Blake Griffin, you have a center who could do all these crazy dunks and put backs, and he's an outstanding rebounder. But at the end of the day, if the Clippers couldn't win with that core with Chris Paul, how are the Pistons going to win with that core and Reggie Jackson instead? But I, but like as I said, I don't. I think the priorities are different for this franchise. Like, I, you think they're satisfied with? They're satisfied with making the playoffs. I mean, I mean they are. Like they haven't gone to the playoffs. They they were they were they were quick first round exits a few years ago. I don't see I I don't see them getting past the first round with the team as as currently built, even though they beat the Cavs the other day. Um, I mean I think it's interesting. Um, the two front court players, like two very talented big men, um, that's something that maybe a team like the Warriors can't really like, you know, really like compete against. But I mean I'm getting too ahead of myself, but. It's an interesting concept. I want to keep my eye on it. I don't know if it's a in a weak East. I think this team is a fifth, fourth seed moving forward. I don't know if they're that high. I think, especially when you know, right now they're a couple games under five hundred. But I think them going if forward. Healthy, yeah. You mean for a full season? I could see right. them at a four or five. Right now, right. I think they're going to finish fifth or sixth. Um, I think it's it's a it's a definite improvement for them, but at the end of the day, they also did lose Tobias Harris, who's a very good player. They lost Avery Bradley, who's a great defender. Like you said, down year, but he's still a very good player. I don't see Blake being the super upgrade that's going to get them look, further. Look for look for Tobias Harris in the Clippers, though. I think he was on his way of. I'm not saying he's. I mean, he. I don't think he'll ever be a, an All Star in the West. But he was putting up good numbers before he he left um, Detroit. So now that he'll probably be the main or him, him and he, Lou Williams he, are yeah, the main guys there. Yeah, now. he'll he'll probably be the main option after. Uh, yeah, Lou will. So let, let's talk about the Clippers real quick. So it seems like, as you said, this is they're beginning to start over. You know, they lose Chris Paul in the off season, and they say, you know what? Let's see if we can build around Blake. Um, they weren't terrible, but they. You know, they were a 500 team in a loaded West. And they kind of said, like we talked about before the show, if, you, if you're ain't first, you're last. So the idea is they were not going to be competing with the Warriors and the Rockets and the Spurs for a championship. So they decided, let's start over. We're going to get rid of Blake. And uh, if, unless DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams are willing to take below market deals, they're going to be next. So, Chris, what um, can they get for guys like DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams? Uh, well, let's see who's more desperate enough. I think... I think Lou Williams would do great in a place like like Boston. They could use some. They could use an extra reliable scorer in in their second unit. Even though Rozier has been playing great as a as a starter, filling in for um, Kyrie, Kyrie. Um, he would also like really help the Cavaliers. Like God knows that team needs help, but that team needs more defensive help than anything. So I think DJ going there makes more sense than Lou Williams. Um, you know, uh, but you expect him to get first round picks for both players. Oh, for sure. And I think they got at, one the for bare, Blake. at the bare minimum. I mean, like Lou Williams is a borderline all star. 
I mean, well, th- think about it from the Clippers' perspective now. You get two first-round picks for those two guys. You have one already for Blake Griffin. You have Tobias Harris under contract next year and a ton of cap space. This is not a terrible destination Situation, no, not at for all. the Clippers. Uh, or for LeBron. So that's the point I wanted to bring up. Do yeah. you think with them having like nothing on their cap, no. can they become a destination no. for LeBron and other free agents? LeBron is not going to the Clippers. And you say that because I say that. Well, I just look at it through the through the prism of why are we so? In, why do we think that LeBron is leaving? Like, I well think, because there's because there's I, a ton know, of dysfunction I know there. There is he doesn't there get is a lot of the owner. There is a lot of dysfunction, but if you win a championship again, then that, right then that then that, that changes is, things. That changes. But things. as of right now, we're not sure if they're going to go back to the finals. They, I would guess right now they go back to the finals. But we don't know that for sure. And I, think, I don't see any scenario right now, bearing an injury, where they could beat Golden State. So if he is thinking, I can't beat Golden State, there's a chance I think he'll move. I don't think it's going to be the Clippers, but I think he'll move. I think if there's any team that he'll go to, he'll go to Houston. But aside from Houston, I don't see him moving anywhere. I, I'm, I'm like 60% sure he's going to stay in Cleveland, 40% Houston, maybe. Or the Knicks. Uh, yeah. That works. I mean, that right would now. be the worst thing in the world. If LeBron I mean, James went to the Knicks and won, won a championship, championship, he would be remembered as the greatest basketball player of all time. time. I believe that. I totally believe that. He is a, a transcendent player. He's one of the first guys, I, I mean, who could just do He could do everything. Could you imagine me today with LeBron there? We were, we were there last year. We'll go again. <laughs> Um, Let's so, move on to those Knicks real quick. Right. Um, Scott Perry and his staff, their first trade deadline with the Knicks. It's not the first, just Scott's. There's Knicks game. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, who is the most likely of these Knicks players rumored to be in deals to be moved? My my guess, my educated guess, <laughs> uh, would be Kylo Quinn. Uh, Kylo Quinn, I think, provides something that a lot of these playoff bound teams are lacking, which is energy and, and rebounding. Um, and he's, he's, he's okay. Offensively. I wouldn't say I wouldn't, that's not definitely not his. He's a nice backup big. He's a nice backup big. As you said, uh, a team like the Boston Celtics would be a great fit. They could use a guy like that, even though they've shown that they're a very deep team now. Um, again, the Cavaliers could use another player like that too because they need energy, they need defense, they need like, they need something to... He'd be perfect in Cleveland. They need something there because it's not working out. Um, The other one I think would be highly to be moved would be Courtney Lee and I think the place for him would probably be someone like Houston but I don't know if the Knicks would engage in discussions with Houston right now for anything because I don't think the Knicks want anything Houston has. Um... The other team... And they're at the cap, too. So they'd they're have to, at the they'd cap. Have they'd have to give, to give back a player. They'd have to give something back. But Courtney Lee and Quinn, I think, are O'Quinn are the, are the ones I think I think will probably move. Um, aside from that, I I don't see a destination for Hernan Gomez. He, frankly, doesn't have that much trade value. He's not, he's not even playing as the best second-year player on the team anymore. No, he's not. And, Chris, I think he is the most likely to be moved. I've heard... Five, six, seven teams are interested. Guys like the Spurs and the Mavs and the Jazz 
And it does not sound like this front office, compared to the last regime, is attached to him. Where it's like, we talked about it before the show, maybe it would be beneficial for them to move an O'Quinn or, or somebody ahead of it of Hernan Gomez on the depth chart to give him more minutes as they start to fade away in the playoff contention, out of playoff contention. And it doesn't sound like that's a priority for them. They don't really believe that he is a starting NBA player. And I think teams around the league are concerned that he's not playing on a team that is 8 under 500 or 7 under 500. And I think it's going to be more of a dump, a change of scenery, where it's we'd rather just move on from him. And I don't agree with it, but I think right now he is the most likely to be moved. He's just, he hasn't shown anything, any improvement in year two. Frankly, he hasn't, well, he hasn't played. He hasn't gotten any minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But if you're a good player, you're a good player, Steve. Like, I think that's... Chris, are there any of these guys we just talked about who can get them a first-round pick? Mm. Even if you package them together, could you get a first-round pick for it? Like, Probably not. So it's gonna be a quiet deadline here in New York. I think so, and 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 I wouldn't be disappointed if that's the case. I think that if, I think, the less, sometimes less is more. You know, you don't want to make a deal just to make a deal. Um, maybe, I just think they need maybe, to get more assets. Maybe here. they'll maybe they'll buy out someone like Lee if he wants to buy him out. I'm not saying it'll happen, but well, sometimes well, Courtney's got a couple years left on his deal. They're not going to be spending twelve million on their cap. They can tra- they can trade they, him. But they could always make it. They could always work it out. Like, hey, pay me up to this much, and then I'll buy. Courtney. I'm, no. I'm 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 throwing a theory out there. I'm not saying it'll happen. Just hear me out, because he's he likes to he likes to mentor role in the Knicks. I, I I believe that, but I think he also has playoff aspirations. Sure, too. but they could trade Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee has value. Right. You, you, you don't buy anybody out unless he's, no one else. You're right. You're right. He's been averaging career highs and points. And I get it. Um, I'm just saying if they don't move him and he gets like, I mean, I just, I just feel like with the vets on this team, like they realize it's a rebuilding situation and maybe they, they might change their minds later on. Um, the one I don't see moving anywhere is Noah. Yeah, like Noah has an albatross deal. Like I don't, I don't know what to do. It's the worst contract in basketball, and it is. We, you know we talked about it when it happened, and I thought it was gonna be a disaster because <laughs> because he was a declining player, and the owner of of the Bulls who loved Noah for all he did for those great playoff Bulls teams said he's done as a starting player, and the Knicks paid him as if he was an All Star starting player, and you know they're paying for it now and now him and Hornacek are not getting along and they're wondering what the best option is i think the best option is to send him home and tell him look you, you give back 5 million on the 38 million year old for the next 2 years you walk free and if not stay home but the idea they should not stretch him they stretch him it's going to mm-hmm. cost them future years they should not I say unless attach picks to get rid of him they should tell him to go home and they'll figure it out you want to cut him you want to send him home Whatever you got to think of it, it's a sunk cost. They made a big mistake, and they're gonna. They're, you got to move on. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in favor of not doing anything with him. Like, it's first of all, it's his fault that he had a suspension last year. For, I mean, whatever the excuse is, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just the bottom line is he's not like, better than O'Quinn, Cantor, or Porzingis, or even Hernan Gomez, or even Hernan Gomez. So he should not be playing over these guys. And for him to be upset that about his playing time or, you he know, is, he it's has ridiculous. No, he has no right to be. He he started the marathon late, and 
You know, that's he, he started the marathon late, and he's not catching up to any of the runners. He's going further behind. So the idea of him, so he's the still idea at mile one. Yeah, so for the, the idea of him being upset about his playing time is ridiculous, you know? I agree. Try to be a, try to be a leader here. Try to work hard and practice. You know, I'm sure I'm, I've heard good things about that, that he has been trying when he was here. But the idea is, you know, you sign a giant contract, and, you know, kudos to you. No one's blaming you for signing that contract. You know, if somebody said, hey, I'll give you $70 million to be the next center, I'd be like, okay. And you know what would happen? <laughs> We'd be even worse. But, you know, you can't blame me for taking that. Phil Jackson made a dopey move. But at the end of the day, Joakim Noah is not helping this franchise. So right Frankly, now, I think stay away. The only good thing that Jackson did was sign was find Porzingis. I'm trying to think. I mean, the Courtney Lee deal looks Courtney, decent. Courtney that Lee looks and good. O'Quinn, too. And O'Quinn. But again, O'Quinn's going to leave. So it's really like, yes, he was a nice player for us. But at the end of the day, what did they really get out of it? You know? Mm-hmm. They didn't win any playoff games. They didn't get to any playoff games. So he's a nice find, but you know most GMs find O'Quins. You know that's not like yeah, a huge accomplishment. He, yeah, he's he's a replaceable player. Phil Jackson was a disaster, and the Knicks are still paying for his mistakes. And like you said before, do not do something that you're going to regret later on. Don't make a deal just to make a deal. I think that was a great point. This team is yes, maybe it's going to be a quiet deadline, unfortunately, but the point is they need to clear. They need to just stay the course. Right? They need to stay the course and they need to not do anything too crazy like they would have in the past. Yeah, and I think that I think it I think Scott Perry will be the will, will make the right choice here. I think he's shown that he he's shown uh, to be patient and to make the best deal possible. He did that with the mellow deal. Um, I'm okay with that. So if we don't do anything at all, I'm fine. Like I'm good. I'm good. Um, let's talk about the rest of the NBA. So we mentioned a few names, right? We mentioned the Cavs. Um, uh, let's talk about their and the Clippers. So the Clippers, they're they're the other tenant in that Staples Center, the Lakers. They're all. Do you think this is a team that also make, needs to make a move? I know we were talking yeah, about Chris, it earlier. That's my team, absolutely. That needs to make a move. You know, they keep talking about how they're trying to build this culture and and this cap room to bring in star free agents like LeBron and Paul George and all these guys. Well, they got to clear that cap room. And they to do that, I think the best way to do that right now is to not let big assets like Julius Randle is playing very well and to a lesser degree, Catavius Caldwell-Pope walk for nothing. They should be able to get picks back for those guys. Apparently teams have offered um, the Lakers first round picks for both Randle and Jordan Clarkson. I think they should make those moves. They should clear the cap space. They should get young players back and make themselves as appealing as possible for free agents going forward. Because if not, what what other than being in L.A., what is really appealing about the Lakers right now? You know, Ron, mean, Ronco's guess, playing okay. I guess it depends who you are. I mean... If you're Paul George, what are your reasons other than being in L.A. to honestly, sign? if I'm Paul there? George, I would stay in OKC. Well, there you go. So um, they need to do everything possible right now. They just need to get one... Really good player, and then right. we can like, talk. I like then, I like Kyle and, Kuzma. I think he's a nice and, player. And then we can talk about he slowed down a little bit recently, but he, you know, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I traded him Nikola Mirotic for Kyle Kuzma straight up in our league because he didn't know who he was trading him to. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, anyway, go ahead. So you think I I I totally see what you're saying with the Lakers. They have a lot of uh, bargaining chips. Um, I really like Randall's game, man. I, I I really wish the Lakers didn't have to 
it looks like they're not going to resign him, but I could be wrong. I think it's just defensively he just doesn't do anything. He's just he's a walking statue defensively. That's the problem. That's a good way of putting it. You know. Um, and KCP, uh, he's another one. Like he hasn't really shown anything that I'm crazy about, though. He's a three and D guy. You know, he he shoots, but he's not even that good defensively either. And he's he um he's been he he, he can only play the games in LA for he only played the games in LA for a while because he was just, he was yeah he had that's that, a like, disaster. I can't imagine a, they're going to for him. That's such a bad look. Oh, You're sure. supposed to be a pro. You and know? now again, for him, he turned down big money in the offseason to go back to Detroit. Now he's playing on a one-year deal. He gets he gets arrested. You know, he'd be a free so, agent again in a so. loaded free agent class. He might get left out in the cold. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? He's going to get something, but he's not going to get yeah, and you know, the tens of millions there's always, there's always that one. So a lot of players should bank on themselves, right? And I, I, You totally should. But there's always that one player that never lives up to... Um, Who should have taken the big deal when they should have taken the big deal when they should have. And KCP is that guy. All right, Chris. Every year it seems like we get a big surprise at the deadline. The trade deadline is always fantastic. There, it's I love that. so much drama. What is your surprise move prediction? For me, I think it's Houston. Houston, as I, we, we, we spoke about them not having um, enough cap space, but I think Houston could use having another... Um, some more front court help or even another guard because considering so if Chris Paul gets injured again let's just assume I mean I don't want that to happen but if that's the case then it'll be the same thing as last year with with James Harden like he he has to ball handle you know the ball himself the whole time Paul has been injury prone the last few years right and if I'm if if I'm Houston I just keep an eye on that the other surprise team that I think will make a move um, uh, are the Pacers. So, Miles Turner and Sabonis have been playing... Well, Sabonis more so has been playing great this year. I think he's been a revelation. I think when OKC traded him for Paul George, I think they were just thinking it was a throw-in deal. He'll be a, be a rotation piece, but never the player that he is today. Who's He can make the case that he's one of the most improved players this year, too. Miles Turner, on the other hand, he was drafted the same year as Porzingis. Um, he was supposed to take the reins, not Victor Oladipo. And right now, it looks like I know it's year three, and it, he's been injured a lot this year. But Miles Pro, uh, Miles Turner seemed like he's reached a peak, and I don't see how he could improve much more. Um, I mean, Victor Oladipo is taking all of George, George, Paul George's shots from from last year. I just, I'm not seeing the improvement that he should have made this year equivalent to that of like what Porzingis is for us. Yeah, Chris, it's not even an improvement with, with Turner. His numbers have actually gone down this year, whereas his right. field goal has gone down, his rebounding has gone down, his points have gone down. He's shooting about the same amount of shots. So this isn't even a Oladipo took took my job. He's still doing what he did last year when he had a Paul George, and he's not, he has not progressed, and he really, he's really has actually gotten a little worse. And, so and Sabonis it's has It's very interesting you think they could move him. And when Miles Turner has been out, um Sabonis has filled in the shoes nicely. I don't think they even the Pacers even missed a beat without him. Um I don't know. I feel like that's something that the Pacers going to get a lot of trade value for. Uh maybe get a pick or two. I mean, they could probably get it's two just picks a, for him. 
And also, remember, he's going to be a guy who is going to be rookie extension eligible, like Porzingis this summer. Are the Pacers going to want to give him $100 million coming off a year where he averaged 14 and 6? Like For me, it's just like I don't see the need of having two big men that do similar things, you know? And I think Sabonis is probably the one you want to keep. It's interesting. They're both 21 years old, so it's, right. it's a they're not both, easy decision. They're both very young. So, I mean... That's something to keep it. That's just my thought. All right. Well, Chris, that's a great point. We'll have to wait and see on Thursday if that happens. Uh, final thoughts? Anything else you want to bring up before we end the show? Yeah. You know what? I thought the whole LeBron to Golden State was really interesting. I know the, the likelihood of that happening isn't isn't very high. But just the fact that someone leaked that out there, it's clearly a way of forcing Cleveland's hand. You know, like deal the pick. Do something with that pick. pick. They are willing to move it, but they got to get something. They they believe they got to get something that would help them pass this year back. And I think they will. I think they'll eventually trade that pick. That pick, frankly, doesn't have as much value as it did, like as we thought heading into the season. It's still going to be and a now, lottery pick. I mean, I think it'll be maybe a top ten pick. But right now, D'Angelo Russell's coming back, and the Nets are playing. Dinwiddie's playing well, and Jared Allen's averaging double digits I, lately. Like I just don't see that pick being as coveted as it was before. You're not going to find your franchise guy that, you know, if at 10 or 11, really. Right. I mean, the likely, I'm not, not a knock on next year's player. It's just like, you generally don't find those guys. I mean, I know there's Kobe Bryant, (laughs) Cowie Leonard, but you know, Mitchell this year, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell. Um, so yeah, this are that's my thought. What about you, Steve? Anything on your mind? I'm just very excited for our next show. We'll break down all the All Star Weekend festivities. You know, three point contest. Spoiler alert: the unicorn is going to go back to back in the Skills Challenge. Let's very excited. Go. Very excited to talk about that next show. Uh, very excited to talk about the trade deadline as well. You know, it's going to be a very busy time. And real quick with your LeBron and Golden State thing, the idea is yes, it sounds ridiculous. It probably was something that was leaked by his LeBron's camp. camp of but at the end of the day, you know. I, we've used the trade machine. It can happen. Like Clay, it would be Clay and Igadala, and they'd have to move Livingston somewhere else, and they could actually make that happen. Think about that. So it's like in a it's, in a world where Kevin Durant lost to the Warriors and then went there, we can't rule out anything. It's highly, highly and other, and other, You can't rule anything out. I think the, the the lesser spoken aspect of that, the thought of that trade, is the fact that okay. The fact that the conversation of possibly trading Clay Thompson and breaking up that core is interesting because it it, it gives room for bad blood. Like, what if? I mean, I, I they're probably more mentally tough. I'm not saying they won't, but just the fact you put that little seed in there, like that. Oh, you guys may trade me. Like, why am I the one that has to go? Right. Yeah. Right. That's very interesting. Why not Draymond? Why not? Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic summer. Yeah, I'm but, excited. Uh, trade deadlines next week. We'll, we'll break it all down on our next show. Thank you all for listening. Oh, wait, well, let's just break these news to you guys. Uh, Marquise Chris, he's going to be suspended for one game with, after a confrontation with the coach. A lot of uh, messes in Phoenix right now, that's for sure. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you all for listening to the All Hoops podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.